Life happens day to day, and God knows I've been changing with it. We have to, right? We hear a lot about celebrities and the stories of what they've overcome. I wanted to do a show that highlights some of the not-so-well-known overcomers and what can happen if we just keep going. An athletic champion that hit rock bottom on crack cocaine reclaims his life and builds a first-class business that provides jobs for over 80 employees, known by the mayor, known by the police chief, as the VIP security specialist, and to his wife, a loving husband. He is Jimmy Walton. It would take me down that path. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I, I just didn't know. I didn't right. think for one second that it would take me through a path that, oh, of, of, of destruction. So you thought it was just, it was just fun. It was you fun. You were just having fun. It was fun. It was it was fun until it, it turned until it wasn't fun. Till it wasn't fun. And then it was when it wasn't fun, it was too late. Right. It was too late. So tell tell us how you got into it being too late. It's a time when you're using when you go over the line where you start losing stuff. You start mm -hmm. losing where uh, you you're at a, you're in an apartment but you're not paying rent. Um, you have electricity, but you're not paying electricity. You have water, but you're not all that all that stuff. Is, oh no! All of a sudden, the lights go out. Hmm. Then you have to, you know, you have to leave, and you know, it, you know, it got to a time where I was on the streets, but I was going from I I used my football star stuff to to survive in all these neighborhoods and all these projects and I knew girls and lived in all these projects and mm. I wasn't on the street streets but I was on the streets. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> that was the first part. Right. How yeah, old were 20, you? About? 24, 25, 26. Yeah. Those so years. about 25, yeah. 26 maybe, 24. Mm -hmm. And this was you were now you were hooked on crack. Yeah. I was, I was out there. And sure. and you were Homeless? Yeah. Um, off and on. Off and on. Off and on. Okay. Um, I, I stayed in stayed in hotels. These these hotels they have downtown. It's like when you're on the streets and you have any kind of hustle or any kind of game or any kind of any kind of know how. So, I, you know, I, I turned into a, a pretty much like an enforcer out there. Okay. Uh, I, I was I turned into. Um, a different person. I was, I was uh, very dangerous, very dangerous, and uh, uh, I protected the hookers, mm -hmm. and they used to bring me money. I used to go out to I, I didn't I used to go out to the, the people that used to try to rob the dope dealers mm -hmm. I used to go out to them. Uh, it was it was a crazy, crazy world at that point. You know? So you were doing this so that you could make an income? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And the income was basically feeding your habit? And feeding my habit, the food, staying in these hotels, you know, it was, it was a, ah, it was a whirlwind back then. It was, it was really, all of it was bad. Right. But it was different parts, different parts. And then, uh, you know, and, and, um, uh, 
92, I remember meeting my daughter's mother. Mm. We hit it off, and only thing we ever had in common was dope. That's it. Drugs. Um, yeah, that kind of changed the whole thing for me. When you were out on the street, did you end up going to jail at any times when you were um, on crack? And, yeah. and went to jail a few times uh, for little stuff, you know. Um, um, I went to jail a lot. And, and, and bringing that back to bringing that back to God, I would go to jail for little stuff, get let out, then. Um, I'll go, I went back to jail on a, on a violation, like a probation violation, three years joint suspended. That, three years joint suspended means if you get caught doing anything, you got three years in penitentiary. That's what that means. Tell you how God worked. So I, I pick up something else and go to court. I thought he was going to send me, you know, revoke my probation. He reinstated my probation. End up doing six more months, right? How many times have you been in jail? Uh, what do you mean, been in or just locked up? Locked up. Three times. Three times. Like I said, I got reinstated three times. That's unheard of. Hmm. In, in in California, you only get reinstated one time. Three times. Unheard of. Tell me I mean, about God and what he can do for you. You can't, you know what I'm saying? You just can't do it. Absolutely. I ain't never snitched on nobody. I ain't never told on nobody. I ain't never, none of that. But God did it. God did it. Wow. Ain't that something? Yeah, it, it's amazing. I mean, I I was flabbergasted just when I first heard that you had been in seven raids and didn't take it. And that was enough for me to be like, what? I don't Hey, it makes sense. I, so that I, along with this. Got out and got with some different women, you know, but it always has something to do with drugs. Right. So I, I went through some years in that lifestyle, and it's, it's a lifestyle of of hell. You know, I can't, I can't, I can't really explain it, but it's just, it's a bad world. It was a bad, bad world. I went through a whole lot of stuff. Can you tell me, as you're talking about that, a little bit, what would be one thing, if you were to explain to me, one thing that happened that expounds and really would get me to see what you mean by that hell? I remember times where it was raining. And uh, you really didn't know where to go. And you're still trying to get high. And... The, the the only place to really get some good dope is across town, but you you can't catch the bus because it's two o'clock in the morning. So you gotta walk. You understand? Mm -hmm. That's and that's, you had to do it because you had to have it. Absolutely, because they had the best. So, over there, they had the best. Right. <laughs> so, would you say that it's really a loss of control? Of course. Yeah, you're 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 you are not in control of anything, at all at that point. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Right. What was your lowest? My lowest was two days.
before I got clean. Now, I want you to listen to this <laughs> because it's, it's still a miracle to me. Hmm. Now, at this time, I had, a, I had a room downtown on 6th Street. I had plenty of coke. I had girls coming in and out. I was doing some kind of thing. I had girls coming in and out. I remember waking up mm-hmm. one morning. This was just two days before the 14th of March. I get up. Girls, girls laying down. Another girl's laying down. They were asleep. And we had the coke right here. We had the crack right here. And... I hit it, you know, the first one, the first one of the day, that's the, that's the one, that's, that's the one you look for. All right. Right? I'm, I, I'm waiting. So I hit it, and nothing happened. Hmm. True story. Wow. I said, what the? I tried it again. Nothing happened. It wasn't hmm. no, because you get the bells and the whistles and the, 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 the everything chirping in your head because they call it beam me up to Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, nothing happened. Mm. And I didn't know what was going on at this point. I didn't know what was happening. I'm like, what the hell? Then I'm I wake them up and say, Y'all changed, y'all changed dope on me, y'all switched up. What is this? You know, I kick right. everybody out. Kick everybody out. Right. So I go get some fresh stuff. Fresh. I know, I know this stuff is fresh, right? Put it down, hit it, and it wasn't the same. It wasn't mm. no bells, no whistle. It was just smoke. I said, oh, this is crazy. So I tried to, then I tried to smoke weed again. And uh, my, it didn't feel right. It felt, mm. it felt like my body would start itching. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then I tried to drink. And I would throw up. It was like my body just... I got I got blessed so hard it took it took the uh, everything out of me. Wow. That one night, and I tried for two days, and then I got sick. I got really sick, right? And at this time, I wasn't on good terms with my my, my stepfather. Okay. I couldn't go to mom's, right? But he was out of town. Okay. And she said, "Come over," and I and I and I drug myself all the way. I mean, I couldn't hardly walk. I couldn't hardly breathe. And uh, if I would have hit something, if I would have took another drug, I know I would have been dead. And mm-hmm. I, you can't even tell me. I to this day, to this day, I'm telling you, if I would have took anything, I wouldn't be here talking to you. So I went to mom's. She let me in. At this time, I had like you know, that time, you had two or three pair, had two pair of pants on, some sweats, you know, some pants and. Right. Three layers of, you know what I mean? Peeled all that off. Peeled it off. Got in the bathtub. This is March 13th, 1999. Hmm. And I went to sleep. She said, just get some sleep. And we're, we're still about uh, getting, getting you some help in the morning, whatever. So I went to sleep. And I dreamed about dying. Hmm. I dreamed about going to jail. And I dreamed about being in a straitjacket mm. all night. Wow. All night. All night. Then I wake up out of the dreams, sweating. Mm. Go and drink some water. Go back to the dream. Mm. Same dream that night. 
I got on my knees and said, God, just let me live through this one night. Mm. And never have to worry about me again. Hmm. Never. Coke, nothing. And uh, that was March 14, 1999. Wow. I ain't turned back yet. Wow. You know? When you were strung out still, mm -hmm. how did it affect your family oh. and your mom? Oh, man. She's like the angel that was sent to me. You know, she was there when nobody was there. She was there. She 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 came to visit me. You know, she came. She she supported me. But then when I got clean and I went back out there in okay. ninety in ninety two, I got clean because my daughter was born. Okay. I needed to get clean. I didn't want to get clean. Okay. It's a difference. Right. So you need to be clean maybe for responsibility sake. Yes. Okay. Wanting to be clean is by any means necessary than whatever it takes. But when needing to be clean, you're not going to do whatever it takes. Okay. You know, I had a, I had a support group. I had, uh, I was speaking at meetings. And, uh, you know, I was doing all this stuff at the beginning. Eventually, I ended up using because I, I didn't I didn't do the I didn't do the step work I didn't I didn't use my support group I got a support group by the, the men in motion that I'm still affiliated with uh, we have a lot of success stories we have a lot of entrepreneurs we have a lot of people that that made it from the streets but we used to meet inside of a circle mm -hmm. and tell our stories right. and we used to feed off each other as men black men you know in recovery mm -hmm. and. Uh, I didn't use them like I should have. I didn't. I didn't do what it. I didn't. I didn't do what it. it, it I didn't do what it took. Because you didn't want to be. I didn't want to be clean. Mm -hmm. I. It was. It was like. Uh, I had reservations already. Even when I started, I had reservations. I'm. A, I'm gonna do this for a couple of years. I'm gonna do this for a minute. But I'm gonna go and do my thing, and then nobody's gonna know. Right. Nobody's gonna know. Oh, somebody knows. Mm -hmm. Believe that. God knows. Right. So, so you got clean and then you went back. I on. went out. I went. I went back out in '95. And how how long were you back on it? See, I went from '95 to '99. Okay. So, from '90, so like the first time I was out there, I was a beast among beasts. But this time I was out there, I was a beast. But things have changed. It's, it's changed. The whole thing, the whole street thing has changed. Somebody tried to rob me. I, okay. ain't, I ain't never tried. You know, I ain't never tried to rob. Tried right. to rob me. I'm right. like, oh no, little stuff. You know, I was going. I was getting. I was getting picked up for, for paraphernalia. They was putting me to jail. It was. It was bad. Then you know, I never used to be paranoid. I used to get paranoid. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what the? It's different. It was different. So now it's 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 crack crack for real for real. Okay. And it, and it, before before that it was coke, you know it was difference. So that, this is this is the crack where there's the epidemic and yeah, people are stealing was, from the family bad. members and everybody's on yeah, the street and yeah, I got caught a hold of that part. And that's it was bad and the why, how I'm live how I'm living and how I'm breathing right now. Only God, only God brought me through that one. Because mm. it was some bad times. It was some, it was some, uh, you know, uh, 
Can you share one of them? One of the, one of the most horrific things that ever happened to me. It was like two o'clock in the morning. Now this, now on on like on this side, these people over here they sell real coke. On this side, they were selling gaffer, fake coke, mm. fake crack, right? So this guy sold this one this one guy some fake crack. Now this dude worked every day for a living. He ain't with the he ain't with the games. Mm -hmm. So he sold him some fake crack. Right? He saw him, came back to him, blew his head off right by me. Like, boom. Whoa. Blood, everything, everything. On my on my shoulder. That was, wow. that, was that was the most horrific thing I've ever seen in my life. Ever. How, how did you deal with that emotionally Man, and mentally? I took them clothes off, changed my clothes, and went back to getting hot. Mm. You got to adapt to your surroundings. That's what happened. When I got clean in 99, it was a whole different ball game. You know, it was, it was I came in and I knew. I said, I'm, I'm never going back out there. You had the want to then. I wanted to be clean. It wasn't no need. I wanted to be clean. And and what happened for me was it don't, it don't I went to a recovery living up on up a Upper Haight Street in San Francisco with a big big Victorians, right? They had a big Victorian house for recovering acts. Hmm. And they served gourmet food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Had your room. It was it was perfect. I don't know how I got. I don't know how I got <laughs> hooked up into that. I applied for a certain a, a few of them, and, and that one called me. I remember um, two days, three days after I got there, guy came to me. He said, "Yeah." He said, "Uh, this guy is doing. He's laying. Um, he does cement. He does. Uh, he lay tiles now. So they paying good money." So I went down there. And he was paying fifteen dollars an hour, cash. You know what I mean? Right. At the end of the week, and that was good money for me. Well, fifteen dollars an hour. Oh, let's go. Right. So I learned. I learned a trade. I doing that. I applied for the, the city job and got got hired at um, Muni. Okay. Security on the buses. Wow. And and my life is my life. Every year has changed, you know. When I was working for Muni, I went to the DMV to do something with my license or something, right? And I ran into a, a big promoter. And uh, I was talking to him about, when I was in college, I did the Jackson's Victory Tour. Uh, for You know, I did that for 12, 12 shows. What I, did what? Security. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> that was my first job. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first job. I, my first, I swear, my first security job. So when I was telling him about this, you know, mm -hmm. and and his ride left him. So God, see, God is always working yeah. through my life. His yeah. ride left him, and I said, I'll give you a ride. And he got to talking. He said, he said, do you have a company? I told him, yeah, right off the bat, yeah. He said, well, I need you and another guy at this club. And from that point forward, my life has changed forever. And what year was that? That was in 2000. 
2000. Oh, so that was God. one year after you basically one year after I got said. Clean. Once I showed up to the club, I got my, one of my good friends. We yeah. got uh, some uh, two two uh, black jackets. Went to the club and then the rest, you know. So at the time when you told him you had the company, you I didn't, didn't have actually have a company. I didn't have one. <laughs> But you were ready to work. I was ready to work. And then how long after you did that, did you actually start your own company? I actually started my company like six months after that. We did so well. He he said, okay, we, I'm going to need three guys over at this club, and I'm going to need three guys over this club. And then what happened was I was – and what was so genius about what I did was I went to every neighborhood and got all the people that they respected. Mm-hmm in that neighborhood, gave VIP jackets, and we just cleaned clubs out. What made you think that after being on drugs for so many years, after selling drugs for so many years, after having several different stints with jail and probation, Mm -hmm. what made you think that you could start your own company and be successful? When I got got clean and and they told me, they told me, the sky is the limit. Mm. I took it literally. They said, you can do whatever you want to do. She said, you got a second chance wow. to a first class life. Mm. I took it literally. When I started the business, everybody was saying, you're going to be in these clubs. You're going you gonna to relapse. You're going to start. You're gonna, you gonna, this ain't going to work. And you know what I used to say to everybody? I know what I'm not going to do. Hmm. I know what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to jump off no bridges. I'm not going to run in front of no trucks. I'm not going to run in front of no 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 buses. And I'm not going to hit no crack. That's what hmm. I'm not going to do. Those hmm. are things that it's not going to happen ever in this lifetime. At what point did you think, okay, this is really becoming a, a success. Yeah. And I need to really be more serious about this and take some new steps. And what were those steps that you took? My first year was phenomenal because I went from four or five clubs in the city, then Oakland. And all I did was collect the money. I knew I had extra money, extra income coming in. And I I loved it. And I I loved it. I loved it. I I was starting getting addicted to it. And then all of a sudden, I got the Metro PCS stores. Mm. So, no, no, I got CBS. Okay. CBS, I did the America's Next Top Model, casting calls. Wow. East Coast, West Coast. Then I did the WWE autograph signing. And they happened to be at the Metro PCS store in, uh, I think it was Concord or something like that. And they had like, they had over like 2,000 people in there. Mm. And we only had for security, and we handled it. And the only one of the owners of, of uh, Metro PCS stores said, "We gotta have you in our stores." And the rest is PIP history. <laughs> man, I've never seen that kind of money in my life. Never. I had no sense of um, accountability for all this money. This money store got so I had I had all, I had CVS, and then I got Metro. I had 13 stores. Then I got Popeye's Chicken. Then I got Comp USA. Then I got Marshalls. And this was all at the same time. And I didn't know how to deal with the money. Nobody was telling me about to invest. 
buy this, get some rental property, do this. You know what I did? No, what did you do? I got private jets to go to breakfast in Miami. Stuff, silly stuff. Wasted a lot of money. I know what it okay. is to spend a million dollars. I know that. Okay. I know what I know what that feels like. At the beginning, I got married. That didn't work. I got married again. I thought this was it. Mm. That didn't work, mm. right? But I'm 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 still successful. I'm still, but I'm I'm not running the business the way it's supposed to be ran. I'm not I'm not paying the taxes. But I supposed to be paying. Okay. I'm not. I don't have the account. Then I had to go get me an accountant. And then I found out about the I, the R, and the, and S. the S. <laughs> and those are two brothers. You three brothers. You don't play with. Right. You know. So you know they tore a patch out of me. I, I started learning about the CPAs and learning about the business structure. And, you know, and, and, it, and it took a while. Everything that that could help the business. That was positive. I was grasping on to. Then all of a sudden, my second marriage, I lost a couple of big contracts. And then I got a divorce and I had to put everything in trust. I had to shut the business down. This this was the restructure. I went from 30000 a week to $25 an hour. And then I had to get another job with the cement trucks, making $30 an hour. Then I had to do another job just to keep my bills. I'm in the house, my I got a five bedroom house, pool, everything, and I still got all these payments. When I was married, we went on this cruise called Festival at Sea. I love that cruise. So when I got divorced, I made sure I went on that cruise the next year with these three jobs. And that cruise kind of like gave me the fuel to keep going every year just to get back on that. I said, if I could get back on that cruise, and still maintain, I'm good. And I, and I push myself to do that every year. How yeah. many years did it take for you to get back to where you were running your business again? About two years. Mercedes Benz of Oakland, they, they gave me a piece of paper. They said, they slid the paper and said, what's your fee? I put my number up there and, and they, they started me. They started me. They, 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 they're the backbone of me coming back. I met my wife in 2012. She was with me before I got Mercedes. When I met her, it was like, it, that's changed my whole world. What's your family life like now? Oh, man. Wake up, you know, she has her business and she's she's a big part of my business. I go, uh, uh, first thing I do is get up in the morning and I'll go work out and then I come back and I'll make coffee for her. When she gets up, then we get the kids up. And when the kids go do homeschooling, and uh, then I, after homeschooling, then I have to go work out with them. We have a good life. We're just teaching the boys how to be champions, how to adapt in this world where they never have to pay rent again or ever in their life. Mm-hmm. You know, my goal and what I want to do is have them a piece of property, rental property when they graduate high school. And that's not the normal thing that most people are trying to give their children exactly. when they graduate high school. Exactly. But it is definitely uh, a way to build legacy. Absolutely. And, uh, and make sure that they are able to take care of themselves Absolutely. down the line, some generational Absolutely. wealth. How many, how many people do you have working for you now? You know, we have um, 88 people in San Francisco um, and Oakland. And we have 53 solids that work 24 hours a day from 
the crack to the corporate. Mm -hmm. My life has changed abundantly. Um, it's like night and day. It's better than what it ever was. It's, uh, it's a great place to be. How does that feel for you? And how, how, did, how do you think you got there? I know how I got here. God looked out for me. He blessed me. He, he had an assignment for me to do. And I'm doing his assignment. And my basically my assignment is I try to help people get established back into this life. Uh, that's that's my calling. That's what I do. And, and I have a company where I can say, okay, I'm going to hire you because I feel that, you know, you need another chance or, or you know, you, but you have to have the right credentials to get hired. Right. Sometimes I feel overwhelmed. Sometimes I feel, I feel so grateful. Mm -hmm. I feel, um, I feel really blessed. Really, really blessed. And sometimes I say, well, why me? How'd you choose me? I'm so glad he did though. I'm so glad he did. I feel like I'm a walking miracle. I feel mm -hmm. like if I changed, if I, if I picked up the dictionary and, and looked up uh, blessings, miracles, my picture would be there. <laughs> so with that, we are going to end right here. And I want to say thank you so much for coming on and sharing everything that you had to share today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. No, thank you very much. And I really appreciate, appreciate you having me on. Thank you very much. I do. All right. Thank you for watching this episode of Just Keep Going. If you'd like, you can find more of this interview at ToyaHawkins.com.